Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around this beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth. I'm Michael Dupree, and it is October 7th. Boy, howdy. We are in the last three months. We're in the last three months, kids. Then what? Then we're in the year 2020, and we have constant... I'm surprised I haven't heard more 2020 jokes, like hindsight's 2020 jokes. They're coming. They're coming. They are coming. But I, I'm I'm reveling in the uh, <laughs> in the lack of them so far. Uh, I can't believe someone hasn't used that as their like political slogan yet. Twenty twenty vision. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Anyway, uh, if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, sculptors, directors. <laughs> writers, uh, and more. And it's also the world's only mandatory podcast. Uh, today's a very special show, you guys. Uh, later on, we'll be joined by Bob Barry Coop. Uh, he's a retired uh, welder, uh, and he has a, he's had these weird phenomenons going on with him, and we're excited to talk to him about it. Um, and uh, in a minute here, we'll be joined by a rapper, poet, musician, uh, amongst many other things, uh, culture. Uh, with a K, not a C, guys. K, K, all caps, culture. Uh, but right now, uh, to, just to get us started, uh, my co-host today, and maybe my co-host for the last time, for at least a long time, uh, is Blake the Intern. Welcome back, Blake. Hey, everybody. Hey, so, bro. So, Blake, you, uh, you have something you'd like to share with the audience. For those who don't know who Blake the Intern is, uh, from day one, day one of the Michael Dupree Friday Hour podcast, Blake the Intern has been my intern, unpaid, uh, except I do pay him a lot. Uh, we could say unpaid. Respect, a lot of respect, I, I yeah. think, yep. Well, you do get full-time, and you get benefits and all that stuff. Um, and long and short-term disability, all that stuff, uh, which you have used several times. <laughs> no, you weren't supposed to know. <laughs> well, um, and uh, he is... Uh, uh, he's been here every day, even though he hasn't co-hosted every episode. Um, uh, but he has been holding the boom mic up above us every day, uh, so we have good sound quality. Uh, and uh, now he'll be leaving, so we'll have to be investing in microphone stands now. Um, but he's yes. Yeah, so Blake, the intern, is is moving. And why don't you talk to, about it a little uh, bit? It's Blake. very exciting, Debris, and uh, it's a good step forward in my life. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm be going to Bermuda, and mm-hmm. um, I. I will be working at a, a public uh, access radio there, and I will be taking all the skill set that I've learned here, uh, like you know, holding the mic stands, um, you know, just watching the background, see how everything works, see what unplugs what and what plugs in and what doesn't work. Um, but you know, um, other than that, like that's just something that's really huge for me. Also, you know, I've had a girlfriend out that way for a while now that I've been keeping it secret, you know. Uh, but yeah, we were wrote letters yeah, I didn't, and all that. I did not know that you. She actually it. helped me out and find an opportunity out there. So, very cool. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm excited to get some sun, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back. You know, um, but 
yeah, see what happens, really. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best luck. Uh, it's going to be weird not having a full... T- I'm going to be saving a lot of money. Because this podcast doesn't make any money, but I've been paying you about $50,000 a year. I mean, uh, you know, one thing I'm really excited about is I don't have to wear a tuxedo anymore. But you don't... You already don't... Okay, we won't have to talk about this again. Uh, so we're going to... Blake, you're going to be co-hosting the show today. Uh, kind of as, uh, you know, your last last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, welcome, welcome, Blake, and goodbye, Blake. <laughs> uh, so now we are going to be joined by our guest, our first guest. Uh, he is, as I mentioned, a rapper, a poet, musician, and uh, much more. Uh, his name is Culture. Uh, welcome, Culture. What's up? So uh, you, who? Let's go. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> who, who, who is Culture? <clears throat> Um, culture is a coffer. Um, culture, the K. <laughs> coffer with a K. Coughing. No, um, so I'm just, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, yeah, like uh, we I, all are. I do poetry. I rap. I write songs. Mm-hmm. I've been fiddling with some singing lately. Mm-hmm. Still trying to get the verdict on whether or not that sounds good. But yeah, we'll figure it out. It's been happening. So. Every there's a first step for everything. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, just a creative. Yeah, you know. uh, and uh, and you're originally from Detroit. Yep, West Side, born and raised. Yeah, and uh, the playground is very nice. Uh, <laughs> what wh- what's kept you in Detroit? Have you had, have you had opportunities to go elsewhere, but but stuck around? Um. So I think that the opportunity to go out of Detroit is like always there. It's just a matter of if you want to take the opportunity or not. But mm-hmm. no, I haven't decided to go out of Detroit yet. I've been on the west side for about 25 years. Oh, no, 22. I was in Southfield for three years. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Minus so it's that. fine. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. So, um, but yeah, I've uh, I've been here. I would love to uh, to get out there. I've been doing a lot of traveling lately, mm-hmm. and I would love to uh, to get out and see what living beyond is like. What are some uh, cool places that you've hit lately? Um, St. Martin is really fun. St. Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, uh, Puerto Rico. Nice. That was really fun. That was very nice. Yeah. 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 We did, uh, so I've been doing a lot of California. I'm in love with California, so. I've never been. Yeah, any listeners that are out there on the West Coast. What uh, area of California? Um, LA, San Diego, uh, Oceanside, like Coronado. Nice. Yeah, just along that coast. It's fucking gorgeous out very there. Very cool. Just, you just got traveled out there just, just to travel or for uh Yeah, really. I mean, like, like I just turned 25 uh, this past July and I'm like, you know, if if I don't start traveling, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what, what's, what am I waiting on? So, yeah. So go ahead and, and get out here and see the world. I just got my passport. So very I'm nice. looking to do like some... South America, some Africa trips. Some I really want to go to Australia. Go save the rainforest. Right, <laughs> exactly, because, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's still going on at the time of the recording, at least. Hopefully uh, hopefully by the time this is released, it it's, it's, uh, it is done. The rainforest is done burning. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, I've never been on a plane before, so I also would like really? to. Really? Yeah. Never, Whoa. Never where, are you, where are you going for the honeymoon? We're doing a road trip. Oh, man, that's uh, around, fun, too. Uh, like, uh, going up, up to UP and going to Wisconsin and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So, been, uh, been, I've been places, but I just wanna driven I want to go to the there. Upper Peninsula. Yeah, I've never been. It's this whole little, it's this whole little island. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've gone across the bridge just, like, to say I have. Mackinac. 
well, yeah, I've been to Mackinac okay. Island, okay. Uh, but just once. And uh, then I, when I was there, I, I went across the bridge and just, just to say I did, and then I came back. It's kind <laughs> of scary crossing the bridge. It is crazy. Mm. What the heck was that? <laughs> buzzing, buzzing. Uh, it was a weird buzzing I thought. This flies. So, culture, what got you interested in making music and uh, get get interested in art in general? So my family's always been just like a lover of the arts. Like my dad uh, played the bass. My mom did like some choir at church. Like she doesn't, like she won't tell you that she's a singer, but she's got a really good voice. Like huh. she can like really like keep in key and carry a tune. So shout out to mom. <laughs> um, so they're they're kind of musical. Yeah, just like like I don't want to say musically inclined, but. It's definitely been like, like in the in the in the story there. Like my my granddad, my paternal grandfather, um, did some work with Motown. Like, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like my brother was a rapper. Well, let me not say that. My brother tried to rap. He was really he was really good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that he just lost the. The passion for it. it was like a hobby, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. He had other passions, so, um, but he was really, really good. And like I was six, I'm still six years still six years younger than him. So I'm <laughs> Never like right, 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 right. <laughs> get older. No, so I'm like his shadow almost. You know, so I'm trying to do everything he's doing and be just like him. And he got really good at this music and uh, his friends. And I was just like, dang, I want to do that. But it didn't even happen. Like I don't know. It was it was really weird. But I think that all of that like just kind of like pulled it together. My grandma got us hip to Michael Jackson like fresh out the womb. So Very cool. we moonwalked out of the womb. <laughs> womb walk. Womb walk. Tell the new song. <laughs> can you can you moonwalk? I've tried I, so many times. I used life. to be able to decently moonwalk. Now yeah, then you learn how to walk. Trash, then right. you learn how to regular walk, right. and then you could do it I anymore. Said, oh, this is much better. <laughs> <laughs> this is much more efficient. Sucks walking around right. like this. <laughs> Man. Uh, so where does the name culture come from? Because that's not your your birth name. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> no, look, um, that's actually a really good question. I was like in a shower one day. I was really like trying to figure out what my rap name would be like when I. All the best thoughts come in the shower. Man. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was in a shower, and I was, like, trying to figure out, like, Special K. Don't tell anybody, but, I mean, they're going to hear it. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it like, just between <laughs> right, you just and me and the, the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't seriously considering it, but I was, like, just going through names in my head. And Special K definitely was something that popped up. I don't think I ever gave it any serious consideration, but just Everyone's to know. one of those weird names. Just to know that my mind. Allowed me to think that Special K was going to be my rap name, like a box of cereal. <laughs> Some so, of the best thoughts are in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, I was in the shower, and I was just thinking, like, so how can you, like, how can you put together um, a package that represents the sound of Detroit? Like, because we have such a rich history, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially musically, like, from... Like rock and roll to the Motown sound to like Jay Dilla, you know what I'm saying? Like just to like so many like jazz, you know, it goes so deep. And 
we encompass so many sounds or like so many styles and so many um, cultures, like ironically, um, within Detroit itself. How can you package that with um, trying to reach the people, like, you know, influence the masses? How can you, you know what I'm saying, put those two together? And then, I don't know, it was just like really culture just came to me. And I was like, of course, it had to be with a K because my real name starts with a K. So yeah. I was just like, culture. And it's better for SEO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what is this first song that you'll be performing for us called? Yay. The first song you're going to hear it's actually not going to be out for quite some time. Like by the time you hear this, it still won't be out. Um, it's called the intro. intro. I mean, Izzy is like on a it's on a project that I'm working on called Unfamiliar, and this is the Unfamiliar intro, and it was produced by my brother. Well, not my biological brother, but I don't think blood could make us any closer at this point. Very cool. Um, uh, my buddy. My like musical director, producer, keyboard player in the band, uh, my right hand, and Credit Beats. Uh, and he's a fucking genius. And he produced this, and it'll be on. I guess I'm calling it an album. Unfamiliar. I think it's going to be an album. I'm going to put a lot of money into it. The little money that I have, I'm going to put all of it. Very all cool. of it. So this is the Unfamiliar intro. Awesome. So here is Culture with Unfamiliar Intro. Since I've been pacing, going back forth in the basement. I've been heating up, they can't cool me off. I've been blazing. I took an eighth into the face and really Asian. Eyes so low, looking ancient. I make acquaintance with a taste and a little case of the pavement. Wait a minute, I knew I would be more. I'm a raving, I'm just saying. See, I'm soon to go bloom, cultivating. Hit a boom boom in a big room, make a cadence. Yeah. And we doing what we love, and we do it just because we know the fuzz will probably put us on pavement. That my sister, then my brush, you my cuss, but really what's frustrating, look how I'm complacent. I know y'all gonna debate it, cause we all been mistaken. Cause my call on the way in, I've been by the phone, I've been waiting. But I heard this whole ass was hating. My surveillance said it was Satan. And y'all been fire really flagrant. I need my life to get straightened. Amen. Choir say hallelujah. I knew we would bring the drums and the bass in. What's it to you? I'ma prove you wrong, I'm a shooter. I know my time coming, cause I'm Jamar Crawford, I'm six man in rotation. Fuck that, I'm the coach and you hope that I put your man in You not understand it, he not paying Oh no, nah, no, nah, so just be patient, huh Cause the Eli was a giant Like that time when it be time Not once but twice, I'm finna go shock the nation, huh Told my mom I'm in line for what's mine Saw the sign, it was time for my spine to incline I stood up, I was fine, let me shine, I got the Tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Uh, hi, culture. Uh, it's me, Michael. 
Uh, just wondering if you're uh, playing that song. Yes. I don't know what I was going with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was unfamiliar intro. Uh, excellent it was, stuff. It was. Uh, so let's talk about uh, your kind of the process that you have when you go to sit down to write a song. Uh, do you kind of start with like you usually got to start with a beat, or do you uh, create the create the lyrics first? I usually start with some weed. Because <laughs> weed is tight. There you go. Um, but after that, it all kind of depends. Like, I think it's just subjective. Like, if I'm feeling something, like, I might just be walking a dog or, you know, at home chilling, and then some, like, melody will come to me or some lyrics will come to me. I'm like, oh, shit, like, that's that's fire. You know, let me record that or let me type that down, you know what I'm saying, or just at least get, like, a little reference so mm-hmm. um but more so i'll get the beat first and i'll just listen to the record and see what it's saying to me and from there um i'll do a little bit more weed and then i'll <laughs> go into uh trying to figure out the ideas that i want to put out um i don't know like the exact cocktail measurements yeah, of like right, when exactly. the weed happens <laughs> add <laughs> some more weed here and then yeah, yeah. so i think that that's probably yeah, that's probably it. Like, just trying to figure out, like, what the music is saying. Because I want to be, like, I always tell, like, the producers that I'm working with, like, this is, like, our song. It's not just, like, a culture song. This is a culture and blank song. You know what I'm saying? Because this yeah. is, like, your voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the music is, like, your voice, too. So, like, I want to make sure that I'm able to highlight, like, the beauty of all of that. You know what I'm saying? Everything that has there. So, that's what I'm trying to do. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so, what what are some kind of your uh, the in, things that influence the, the uh, art that you make? Like whether it be another artist, like another uh, musician, or like a uh, rapper that you like, or or even just like other kind of external stimulus that things that kind of inspire you to uh, to make to make art. Definitely other artists, but like, really, it's like the people around me. I think too, like my friends, my family, like. Like the Makayas, the Izzy's, the mm-hmm. the Darians, you know what I'm saying? The Darius's, the Jordans. It's like the, it's, I don't know. Like I just see so much promise and light, you know what I'm saying, to all of my friends. And it really makes me like inspire. And I want to like, you know what I'm saying, like reciprocate that energy into the world. So I think that that's like a big thing. But I mean, as far as like artistic influences, um, a lot of hip hop, a lot of like gospel, a lot of R and B. I'm really thinking I'm like a R and B rapper because a lot of the music is like chill as hell. Like you're not about to play this at a club or like yeah. this is like real like chill shit. So, but I still be rapping. Like I be rapping like a motherfucker. So it's like I'm an R and B rapper. I'm, I'm low about to start playing that right, um, but. Yeah, like um, I really, I really fuck with Kendrick Lamar, heavy Kanye yeah. West, mm-hmm. Jay Call me knows go without mention, um, but then it's like a lot of other like artists that I really like dive into, like Hiatus Coyote. It's like this band from Australia. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> they're like far out. Um, of course, your Neil Soul, like Erica Badu, Jill mm-hmm. Scott, um, Lucky Day is really dope. Um, Andre three thousand. Yeah. Just like all over type shit. Um, yeah, 
I noticed Big Boy wasn't on that list. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. I love Big Boy. We were just, you can't mention was, Andre 3000 uh, not Big Boy. I hear they're doing a reunion tour, though. Really? I don't know if it's, like, true, but I hear. I remember it was, like, a, I can't even remember what it was. Was it Coachella, like, two years ago, and they, like, reunited? Really? And it was, like, was it Coachella? Like, I can't remember if it was Coachella or Lollapalooza. I think it was Coachella. And they like they did a reunion show and it was like amazing. Oh man! <laughs> uh, I just it was like one time thing. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, are they coming back?" And it was it was just a one time thing. But that would be very exciting if they, if they came back together. Every time I see them, every time I think of them coming together, I think about the Key and Peel uh, sketch that they yeah. did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> they were in like the coffee shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So a couple uh, speaking of sh- big shows. Uh, what was it? Twenty was it twenty seventeen? You played South by Southwest. Um, it's actually like it's a it's a story there. So South by Southwest, we started in twenty sixteen. Yeah, we started in twenty sixteen. We went down there like we were just I don't know like some of my one of my really really good friends like my big homies uh, Aaron Beasley, rest in peace. He. Um, and my brother and two of my older like brother figures, they um, owned a dispensary, and um, I was working at this dispensary, and we were just like always in there like making music and talking about like ideas and you know just coming up with stuff, and then so once the music started to get kind of like more serious and it started to sound more cohesive, we were like, okay, this could probably be something. Um, we started looking on Instagram and we're just like, how do we get to South by Southwest? Like, we're not big enough to get booked at any, like, official stages, so what can we do to, like, kind of get down there? So we found, like, a lot of unofficial shows, but that still had, like, really, like, big artists on it, or at least, like, known artists. Um, So it was really good exposure there. We went down and it was cool. And then I had an idea because the unofficial shows are, like, cool, but you're paying so much money to, like, play for five minutes like you're paying like we had like a thousand dollars for like a five or seven minute set and that's like you know like that's not going to work if you want to pay like six shows while you're down there so the next year and the every year after that i decided to take my band down and we play uh the street shows so i go to home depot and i'll rent a generator and that's it we like plug up on the street and we're jamming bro and it's just like love it's just like everybody's stopping and like we're just like in the middle of the shits that's awesome yeah that and you've and you've been doing that every year yep so after the first year we learned our lesson <laughs> and um the last three years we've been going down with the full band that's awesome yeah and playing those shows on the street we get shut down by the police but it's just like you hungry, like you gonna, yeah, you gonna <laughs> fuck around and set up on the next corner. So. so what is uh what is it about South by Southwest that's uh so that makes you want to do that? Like because uh, you could go to any festival really and, and yeah. do that. But what is about that one particular? I think it's so you're so much I don't know more accessible like to the people like you know what I'm saying like it's all of these events and shows and things going on down here and there's people that are either looking for, you know, just a good time. They're looking for new music. They they don't know what they're looking for. You know, that's, mm-hmm. like, the beauty of it. So we're just kind of, like, not force-feeding, but just, like, letting people know, like, this is what you're looking for, you know? So I think that it's really dope just to be able to be in that, like, 
like these Austin streets are just like they're really crowded. So mm-hmm. like to have thousands of people just walking by you, you know what I'm saying? You playing your heart out, you know, I think it's just it's a really good feeling. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So you have uh what is it, four studio albums? Uh that you have? Um Technically, technically, technically yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and you uh Do I call any of them albums though? No. <laughs> what do you call them? I just they're like mixtapes, oh, I okay. guess. Yeah, right. they're, they're yeah. like uh uh warm ups. Warm like stretches before the the marathon, big. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what kind of was? Uh, what do you think has kind of uh, evolved? Uh, uh, how do you think you've evolved as an artist throughout the creation of those four? That's mixed a great tapes? question. So, um, I think the first one. So, the first one was the OG EP, right? That mm-hmm. was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, um, that was kind of me. So, I went to Wayne State. A little mm-hmm. backstory. I went to Same. Wayne State, right? You know, uh, majored in theater. Same. <laughs> hey, we out here. Uh, majored in theater and kind of just let college happen to me. Like I was, I moved out of my parents' house, so like I had my own house. I, you know, I was like working, and I was just, I was being a eighteen, nineteen year old kid, like with a lot of fucking freedom. So mm-hmm. um, I might have missed a class or two. And, <laughs> Same. Right. And. Um, I think that it was just like me finding out what I wanted to do, like like where I was at, who I was, like who I was becoming, you know what I'm saying, the things that were changing. And like second semester of my sophomore year, I got cast as like the lead in a play called American Soldiers by Matt Marillo. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like really, really dope. I gave a lot of uh, effort and energy and attention into it. And I'm not saying that that was the reason that I kind of fell behind, but I think that all I really cared about was what I cared about at the time. So um, I think that that was definitely like a wake-up call for me. And then it kind of made sense because I was like thinking in my room, I'm like, you know, as a theater major, these directors are like going to have these casting calls and they're going to say, all right, here's the boom, 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 you know, let's see you boom, boom, boom. And you just got a boom, boom, boom. You know, they don't yeah. really, they're not going to ask about, like, you know, where is your degree from? I mean, they might want to know. But, you know, if you can act your ass off, if you can do yeah. what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever your craft is, if you can do it better than, you know what I'm saying, you ever thought that you could do it, like, then that's all that matters. So, um, yeah, they're not looking at your transcript. They're right. looking at your, your acting resume. All right. So <laughs> I'm paying all these thousands of dollars to do bad in school because um, I just wasn't <laughs> applying myself. Like, I got the material. Like, I was, I've always been smart, but I was just like, I, I wasn't there. So yeah. um, I made the decision to not re-enroll, like, January of 2014. That was my sophomore year. And I was sitting in my room one day, did some weed. <laughs> and All right, take a note. <laughs> I literally, no, I literally, like, just turned on some instrumentals, like, from um, – I did like a Beanie Siegel instrumental, a Rick Ross instrumental. I did like, it was just like just random mainstream, you know, like hip hop instrumentals. And I just started like writing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, at this point, I had been doing poetry like more steadily than like music. I started doing music, if you will, like when I was like fourth grade. I wrote like a couple songs. But I really dove into like like writing like with poetry. So when I was like 11 or 12, 
I really took that on and I was I was doing that pretty steadily. And when I got back to, you know, the the instrumentals, I'm like, I mean, this is really just poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like I freestyle all the time, but like just as far as writing it, I don't know, just started to come out and boom, that was it. The OG EP. Uh, it was like seven songs just to kind of insert my foot into the the rap game pool. Like, hey, I'm I'm doing rap now, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in college posting selfies on Instagram. Now you're going to get these songs. So that was that. Fast forward, 2015, I had gotten a little bit better, more, I guess, uh, connected with my ideas. I dropped a project called The Class of 2000 eventually. Um, if you heard that, yeah. then yep. you are... <laughs> you are family. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I just always, it just goes back to the how I felt about Wayne State and, and college period. Like, you know, it's not about, like, when you finish, it's how you finish or, I don't know. But I was just at a point in my life where I was, you know, deciding to do this music thing really full out and just coming to terms with that and leaving school and, you know, trying to communicate that to my parents and my family and my church family and everybody that's just like, oh, go to school. We believe in you. And, you know, I appreciate and I love that. But if my heart's not in it, then I'm never going to be, you know what I'm saying, doing what I can, like, really get out of myself. So drop that, class 2000 eventually. Fast forward, 2016. Actually, after the class 2000 eventually, I did the flood in 2015. That was probably, like, the the biggest project that I have today, if you will. Yeah. Um, I did that with my brother Alva. Um, that was like really really fun. We like stayed up to like that was like when I really started to get into like just tapping into the like the music, you know. Um, uh, Alva produced the whole thing, and that was more so me experimenting with different flows and different like now I'm at the point where I'm like okay I can rap now like you know I'm getting the hang of this like I can I can keep up but now I want to figure out like how to make it sound more sonically pleasing even if you're not like a fan of rap you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I don't know if I fully accomplished that but um I definitely had a fun time making it and it got like some good reviews you know what I'm saying I, I definitely enjoy the music but it's just a testament to show you like the progression. Who's not a fan of rap these days? Right, <laughs> exactly. Old Town Road, go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like Old Town Road? Um, I I say go go do it, man. I just yeah. heard the other day that the producer that made the beat though, like sampled something and didn't get it clear, so he's not getting any money from that. And I was just like, damn. Oh, no. Yeah, like whoever made the original is getting paid, and oh, I think wow. Lil Nas is getting paid because he wrote it, but. Like, shit, man! Uh-oh. Break well, they, like I, record-breaking well, like single hit. And well, when he wrote that song, he was like nobody. Yeah, you know, like he's like I, I, he said he was just doing it like for fun. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, kind of goofing around, right. and then it becomes the, the number one song in the yeah. world. And that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so you have a, a, a upcoming album that you're yeah, working yeah. on. Yeah, so so the progression actually. Um, oh right, yeah. Yep. So the progression is gonna be here in a couple months because this is October 7th so um, in a couple months I'm shooting f- I'm not even going to say it it's coming soon um, <laughs> I was going to give you a date but uh, hopefully it's done um, it's, but it's sounding really good it's a four track EP all produced by Incredibeats 
Um, and he went fucking crazy, man. That shit is like, it was really dope. I didn't, you're not going to hear any of it today just because like, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be like a real, like a surprise. I wanted to be like a real, like shockwave. So, um, yeah, the progression, the progression will be out. And that's after three, like three and a half years. I haven't released anything since 2016. Yeah. That was 22 Summers. That was the last project that I released. That was, that was a really fun project. It was like really like summery vibes, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, this is me getting more into the melodic, you know what I'm saying, side of my music mm-hmm. and um, songwriting for real. Like I wrote like all the hooks, all the verses, all the, you know what I'm saying? So everything, like all the melodies and, and shit came together, so... All of these projects, I think, from the OGP to the Class 2000 eventually to the Flood to 22 Summers um, have all played a part in the progression, I think. Um, and I'm really excited to, like, release it, man. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so what is this next song that you'll be showing us called? The next song is from 22 Summers. That was the yeah. last project. Um, Segway. It's called Catching Right. It's called Catching <laughs> Vibes. Uh, it's featuring my buddy Scala. Um, who's a fucking dope musician, artist, creative. Like, he's another alien. You know, we out here. And he's <laughs> out of this world, man. So, awesome. yeah, yeah. So, Catching Vibes, 22 Summers. Awesome. So, here is Culture with Catching Vibes. Yeah. Uh. I'm in my bed. I'm contemplating. You see, I'm in my head. This conversation, what God is not forsaken. You see, I'm concentrating. My mind awakens. I'm in space. I'm a constellation. I'm gonna be a star, and all my concerts banging. See, I gotta make it. You know, times are wasting. I'm gonna be the leader of this thing operation. I just cop some kill, like we popping bacon. Hey, tell me if you ever been in space. Have you ever seen the one? Y'all was in the same place. I can see it on your face. You had a picnic in the grass, and that's pretty ironic. We get lifted off the grass, and she's such a scholar and that is no pun intended and I swear I really meant it. She defended and befriended me when I thought I was ended. She said this is the beginning. Hey, Her body scented and she smelled just like some apples. Look, I'ma grab a paddle. I need you to have a crown. We can travel through the castle. We gon' tackle every battle when the devil thought he had you. See, that's just a hassle and I'm glad I came across you like a graduation tassel. Making power moves. We a triple word. Double scrabble. They baffled. I dazzle them when I'm babbling. They in shackles. It's so flattering cause girl you rock standing on ground but these words they can't grapple I'ma take you to the chapel and then We can drive off in the sun So just hop in my ride, baby Hop in my ride, baby And me and you can have us some fun I have you feeling alive, baby Feeling alive Oh, we can a glass of wine Roll a doobie up and we can get high, baby We can get high, baby I know you know I'm into you, you into me We chillin', we just feelin' a vibe, baby Feelin' a vibe, baby, feelin' a vibe I turn off the television You put down your phone See, we just vibing and we turn the conversations on. My mama told me not to bring her home a dummy. And it's funny because I found a girl who loved me. And I bet a lot of money that she gets like to heaven because she listened to the reverend. And the weather always sunny. And I swear that she a blessing because she don't want nothing from me. Even when I'm looking bummy, she gon' still stick to me like a tree branch sitting in some honey. No, but wait up. This that kind of thing you can't fake. But we like pews in a church house. We can't break up. She that stretchy yawning in the morning right when you wake. Up. See, I love a natural, but she love makeup. She hit the joint when I wake and bake up. When we in bed, I don't even mind the space she take up. You ever had a girl that made you want to get your cake up? Man. 
We can drive off in the sun, so just hop in my ride, baby. Hop in my ride, baby, baby. And me and you can have us some fun. I have you feeling alive, baby. Feeling alive. Or we could pour a glass of wine, roll a doobie up, and we can get high, baby. We can get high, baby. I know you know I'm into you, you into me. We chillin', we just feeling the vibe, baby. Feeling the vibe, baby. Feeling the vibe, feeling the vibe. Man, that is insanely catchy. <laughs> I'm gonna be Catching walking around all day. Yeah, man. That's like uh, that was one of my favorite songs. I think. Off yeah, the project. that is. Very good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so we are moving on to our next segment. Uh, so, uh, but before we do, uh, we got to bring our next guest on. But before we do bring on our next guest, uh, you know, there's a big issue I feel like people have where there's this new trend of breakfast for lunch, breakfast for dinner. Uh, and it's, you know, we all love it. We all enjoy it. But there are some serious repercussions for this these actions. So um, before we move on to our next guest, here is a public service announcement uh, uh, from the people who don't like people eating pancakes past 11 a.m. <laughs> Gosh, I hate being in the first grade. Luckily, I can eat my freshly prepared lunch outside away from my stress. Golly, breakfast for lunch is such a golden idea. My mother should pat herself on the back for a job well done. Mm. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is yummy. Mm. Well, well, well. If it isn't little Freddy Frederickson. Breakfast for lunch? You know my no pancakes past 11 a.m. policy. Oh, no. Safety Dan, please. I don't want any trouble today. My mother prepared a, a, a splendid breakfast for lunch lunch. Art class really exhausted me. I have paste in places you wouldn't even imagine. I just want one lunch hour with no problems, please. <laughs> I didn't realize we lived in a world where you just made the rules. You know the deal, Frederickson. No pancakes past 11 a.m. If a pancake is seen, all the lunch goes in the trash. You mustn't. My mother included homemade sausage links. They can't end up in the trash. Little Franny Frederickson. A mama's boy. Big surprise. Don't make me embarrass you in front of the, this entire playground. There are no exceptions, Frederickson. You little sausage shit. I don't want to see breakfast on my playground. I'm the safety officer, and when I'm the safety officer, the pancakes fly. What did breakfast ever do to you, Safety Dan? Breakfast can be enjoyed any time of the day, not just in the a.m. You're too young, little Freddy. You just wouldn't understand what I've seen as a safety officer. Syrup in every nook and cranny. Bagel crumbs in every crack and crevice. Just last week, Mr. Tomlinson had to be admitted to the emergency room because he slipped on a spilled parfait on the blacktop. Breakfast during lunch is a dangerous game. I'm just trying to protect the playground. Breakfast isn't scary or dangerous, Safety Dan. My mom makes sure I have the proper containers to prevent any spills or leaks. The syrup stays in these perfectly sized dipping cups. No pouring needed. You just never know what can happen on a playground, little Freddy. A hopscotch match goes wrong. Balls! Balls! Flying at you left and right. A bee stings you in the melon and you gotta waddle back to the building like you shit your pants. Syrup in that mix is a death wish. You're being overdramatic. Are you pee for brain? I didn't want to do this. A growing boy has to eat, but you have to follow the rules. I'll be taking those 
precious sausage links right now. Don't you dare touch those sausage links. Try me, sausage boy. And these two are at it. Little Freddy on the left, Stacey Dan on the right. Both equipped with sausage links, fear, and determination. Good lord, I've never seen meat on meat action quite like this in all of my years of commentating playground brawls. Good golly, this ball safety Dan just ripped little Freddy sausage from his grip and took a large chop from it. Tough that. Hell's bell, little Freddy has the syrup cup dangling over safety Dan's head. His worst nightmare in the flesh. Say, Uncle, you sad excuse for a safety officer. I'd rather lose all of my dignity than to tap out to someone who calls himself Little Freddy. Holy cow, safety damn, slipped as can be, shoves his sausage lake right in the ear of Little Freddy. An act of rage, revenge, and breakfast. Little Freddy rolls to the ground, nursing his wounded ear canal, and the ref is calling it. Here is your winner, Safety Dad. You see what you made me do? This all could have been prevented, Little Freddy. I just wanted breakfast for lunch. I said, no pancakes past 11 a.m. Wow, see guys, so don't eat pancakes after 11 a.m. or you'll you'll have to you'll end up tapping out in the middle of a ring. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Blake, when don't do want you, that. Do you don't eat breakfast though, Blake? No, I haven't had breakfast. Um, you never eat breakfast. I barely ever, you know, unless it's like you know, if that's going to be my only meal, then I would eat breakfast. Yeah, you only get one meal a day. <laughs> just eggs, bacon, you know, I will just do the whole works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and. Uh, what did you What did you think of uh, Culture's uh, song? That's like? amazing. I I actually see, I see a lot of influences that he was mentioning earlier. Um, you know, like uh, it's all catchy and it's something I would wake up to to get my day started. You know, like I even see like a little bit of Andre Three Thousand. Uh oh. Um, yeah. Don't tell me that. Uh oh. <laughs> That's just the feel of it. You know, it's just constant. You know, there's no yeah, there's no kicking around with it. But you were more, you growing up were more of a Baja Men fan than, than Outkast. <laughs> you know, who let the dogs out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah. Taking rough, rough, you know. Like, <laughs> keeps it going, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're all, we all little, have a little dogs in us, you know. We're we have all a little dogs. dog. We all have a little dog in us. <laughs> uh, well, let's time to welcome on our next guest. Uh, please, uh, Culture and uh, Blake, uh, join me in welcoming him. He's a. Uh, one of the more uh, like fascinating people I think I've had on the show because uh, he's got an interesting phenomenon happening to him. Uh, he's a retired welder, and his name is Barry Coop. That's right. It's very nice to meet you, gentlemen. Barry... The name's Coop. Barry Coop. Very good. Very good to have you on the show, Barry. You don't. You can. You don't have to yell so loud. You're. No. You're. You don't have to yell into the microphone. That's that's the natural sound of my voice, Michael. <laughs> That's this is a, that's how it comes out of your your mouth. Ever oh. since I was a young child. Oh, why do you think that? Do you have? Are you hard of hearing? Not at all. I no? can hear you quite well. Thank oh, you. Why, why, why do you think? Why do you, why do you think your voice sounds like that? I think that I just have a lot of important things to say. Oh, okay. Well, I won't. 
I won't call too much attention to it. Thank I, you. I apologize. That's the first thing that I say to you. You uh, should do uh, infomercials. I have oh. been I have been told that I could probably sell some great products well, with now, my voice. Well, now you have a lot of time on your head considering you're retired. You 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 were a welder for uh, how long? Uh, well, time is an interesting subject to bring up, Michael. Yeah. Well, so, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Of I, I course. I just want to get kind of establish a baseline. Of uh, course. I was a, a welder all throughout the Midwest for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I've always had a passion for. Yeah. And I unfortunately had to retire early uh, after a strange phenomenon. Yes. And uh, what was that phenomenon that happened? Well, you see, Michael, it all started after my divorce. Uh-huh. I rented out a single-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. and I am... I was ashamed to admit that I never learned how to cook for myself. Yeah. So I began to many, microwave. Many married men don't. They they don't cook very much. They you know they 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 come home. They you know bring the bread as they say, and then uh, uh you know, but you know, so you don't learn how to cook. I'd be tired after a long day of welding, yeah. and <laughs> truly didn't want to deal with any more heat sources. Yes, that that totally makes sense. So when I began to cook for myself, I microwaved the majority of my meals. Yeah. It started out with a lot of ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> hot pockets, ramen noodles? Oh, exactly. Those, you know what I like? I like those little banquet pot pies. Oh, those, yep, those were a staple. And what you got to do is instead of cooking them in the dish, you, you flip them, take the dish off, and uh, then it's got, you kind of have the whole, the whole deal. Because, you know, when you cook them in the dish, then it's like, Get sticky. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a wonderful idea, Michael. We might want to collaborate on the cookbook that I'm actually working (laughs) on. We're making a cookbook. So I began to grow tired of the meals that I was microwaving and decided to dress them up a little bit. Uh I would steam vegetables to add to my ramen. Great. Sometimes an egg. Yeah. But then I began to realize I was spending a lot of time waiting for each component to finish microwaving. Yeah. So I began... About four or five minutes, probably. Right. For each one. Oh. And then by the time I would add the ingredients, the previous item would have cooled down. Oh, so then you got to microwave it again to That's heat it uh, up. An endless cycle. Yeah. What I did to circumvent this was I began to purchase more and more microwaves. <laughs> I became somewhat of a gourmand in cooking with microwave energy. Okay. Soon, my entire kitchen wall was lined with microwaves of various size and wattage. See, that seems unsafe. My landlord was not pleased. No. One day... Especially it's a one-bedroom apartment. That's like... Energy bills. More than rent. The DEA stopped by several times thinking I was running a grow operation when, in fact, I was just cooking banquet meals. (laughs) So one day, I had a bit of a blunder when I left a metal fork in one of the microwaves. Oh, no. Oh, no, bro. You shouldn't do that. I had roughly 30 microwave ovens running simultaneously. When I realized my mistake, I went to retrieve the fork from the microwave. And before my own eyes, I watched as it jumped to another microwave. Whoa. The clocks on the microwaves began to go 
haywire. Uh The numbers were counting backwards and forwards and glitching out. Sounds like they all just kind of like started to malfunction at the same time. Sideways. The the fork was magically transporting itself from microwave to microwave. That's insane. Once this stopped, I grabbed my phone to call my landlord, Dave. Okay. He was a good guy. Uh-huh. He just got upset with the amount of energy I would use. Yeah, understandably. You could just use a single stove, which I'm sure you also had in the apartment for the amount of microwaves you were using. I actually got rid of the stove to make more room for microwave <laughs> ovens. Sure. No, that makes sense. So. so when I tried to use my cell phone, I realized that I had no signal. Mm-hmm. I thought this was very strange because I usually have a very strong signal in my apartment. Wow, humble brag. (laughs) I went outside to find Dave, my landlord, because he's usually sunbathing in the parking lot. Uh I stepped outside and I could not believe what I saw before my eyes. The roads were cobblestone. People were riding in horse and buggy carriages. I had transported myself back to the 19th century. Whoa. Wow. (coughs) That is right. Because of my blunder with my assortment of microwave ovens, I have become unstuck in the fabric of time and regularly, against my will, will travel forward and backwards for various intervals. So it's not even something that's connected to your apartment or the microwaves anymore. It It has seeped into the fabric of your being. Wherever I go at any moment, I can be randomly transported throughout time. Well, I really appreciate that you that you made it here today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any minute, right? It could happen. Thank you. Yes, it does occur randomly. So is it like a thing that's like... Ah! I'm back. What the... Whoa, <laughs> dude, what? what did you see, man? Where did you go? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? You just screamed for a couple minutes or a couple seconds? I don't think he was really there, though. I was experiencing another timeline. Uh, wait, so your body doesn't leave. Or, wait, I don't understand how this works. All time, all moments in time exist simultaneously, Michael. Okay. I have always been here and always will be. Uh-huh. But I also, just in that moment... Spent three years in (laughs) Neo-Tokyo in the year 2064 through 2067. So you go forward in time. How's the water levels? The water levels were quite high. Fortunately, fashion has adapted to the phenomenon, and everyone wears very short shorts, even in formal settings. Wow. And no shoes or socks? No shoes or socks. Wow. Water shoes? Uh, the ones with the individual toes. Ew. Well, I'm not a fan. Pass. So you spent three years there. What was your life like? It was very interesting. The original 151 Pokemon remained the most popular. <laughs> okay. And there also is a large oval-shaped dome that has appeared over the center of the city. Everyone who enters it disappears. Wow. That's, that's is that how you got here? Did you enter it and you know, all of a sudden you came back here? Nobody knows the cause of the dome. I believe that at one point I will travel even further into the future and determine the cause. 
So, uh, I, well, I appreciate, first of all, that you remembered exactly where we left off in this conversation and weren't shaken at all by... Uh, I've grown quite used to time traveling, and as I've said, I exist in all moments simultaneously, so remembering where we left off is no trouble at all. So, uh, how long ago in our time was did this incident occur? It's funny to think of time in that construct, but... It occurred roughly six years ago. And how many years for you have passed since then? I I keep a tally of all of the trips that I take, and I've spent approximately 1,237 years in various timelines. Oh, boy. What was the longest uh, amount of time you spent in any single place? I once spent 40 years in Cuba during the year 2183. Oh, what was that like? It was very interesting. They have the internet now. They had the internet already, don't they? They sort of use their own infrastructure to have a local network. Oh, I didn't know that. Like the public access in Bermuda. Interesting. Uh, Which you'll know a lot about the public access in Bermuda. That's why I have to send letters. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to read your letters, Blake. Uh, do you have any questions? This is an incredible phenomenon, Blake. I, I'm just flabbergasted. Um, I, uh, I, I think, I think you um, should start writing it all down. You know, um, uh, maybe you know, um, try to help out other people or try to see what you can get out of them. But I know just so much it happens out of nowhere. Um, do you still use a microwave when you eat and all That's that? A good question. I still am a big fan of cooking via the microwave. There was a time where I thought that if I continued to put metal objects in microwaves, I might reverse the effects. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. Unfortunately, that did not work, and due to some unfortunate circumstances, I had to find another single-bedroom apartment. Yeah, (laughs) sounds like you might have burned it down. How's Dave? Dave is doing well. His tan is looking very nice. Good. No, nice. Good. That's good. And so I've grown quite fond of cooking via the microwave. And when I travel through time, I use it as inspiration to cook new recipes via the microwave and check on how microwave technology has progressed through the years. What if you go to a time? If you end up in a time period that, like, just now, like moments ago, uh, and you ended up in the 19th century. Uh, what uh, what, did you, what do you do when you don't have access to a microwave? It's very difficult for me, Michael. Mm-hmm. I typically just beg for scraps because I don't know how to prepare food without a microwave. Wow. That is a... So you just eat, like, raw raw food? So what kind of scraps do you get? Um, I typically will... I've stolen apples and loaves of bread. Oh, you can't do that. Um... I mean, I'm going to. I'm not a permanent member of that timeline, so yeah, but it doesn't. Sometimes seem, you can last it for forty years. That's true. I did spend thirty years in a prison during the 1970s in the state of Arizona once. Oh well, you don't have to worry about microwave and stuff there. They'll just provide you with the food. That is true. Yeah, that seems like a good deal. Ah! Uh-huh. Oh, no, no. I'm back. Welcome back. What happened now? I was in the Antarctic. It was difficult to determine the year, but the sky had been blacked out. Uh-oh. It seemed as if we were living in some sort of post-apocalyptic world after a war with artificial intelligence. Oh, I mean, oh, it wow. what year was this? How, how could you tell if we were if you were in the Antarctica? If you were in Antarctica? Oh, no. 
I was approached by several robots. Oh, well, that'll do it. What did they say to you? They told me that they had not seen a fleshwalker in quite some time. Uh Oh, no, bro. Amazon went down. Amazon (laughs) Amazon didn't stop. It was very frightening. Thankfully, I was only there for six minutes. Good. Yeah. What did they do in that? What did you do in those six minutes? Just talk to these robots? I ran as fast as I could. Oh, were they trying to get you? I've had nothing but horrible experiences with the robots that I've met. Do you? What happens if you die? In a different timeline, do you die here or like what? How does that work? That's a very interesting question. Because I now exist in all moments simultaneously, only that version of myself dies. My consciousness then picks up wherever I last left off. So you are in effect immortal. In a way, yes. Hmm. That's a bummer. Is it a bummer or are uh, you happy I, about that? It has been difficult to keep a. Steady job, as re- I mentioned. And a um, relationship, too. Yes. Um, I mean, the divorce was before the time skip started happening, but I have not been successful on Tinder because of my time skipping nature. Well, I mean, if your body stays here and you just like disip- and you just scream for like four seconds uh, every Does now and again. Do you think that you're just like you, time you, traveling or? Yeah. Finishing at the Or just try to get out of her wherever our right, right, right. or something. <laughs> 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 oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> My previous girlfriend accused me of being too distant, which is ironic because I was several thousand years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> in the same spot? But just in the future? So close yet so far away. Now that is an interesting question, Michael. Mm -hmm. I have thought long and hard if I should ever go back and try to stop myself from microwaving a metal fork. Yeah. (laughs) But I've learned that time paradoxes can be a very dangerous thing. How did you learn that? I had a pet turtle growing up. Uh (laughs) Her name was Mildred. Uh I missed my turtle dearly when I first began jumping through time, and I wanted something to remember life when it was simpler. Mm -hmm. I traveled back to my childhood home and retrieved Mildred. But the next time skip transported me to when I was 10, and there were two Mildreds. When both Mildreds booped noses... There was a terrible rupture in the fracture of time. And now I no longer have a father. Oh. He has never existed, which is a paradox. So you, how do you exist if your father never existed? That is a very good question, Michael, and I have yet to solve the riddle. Time is beyond my scope of understanding as a welder. <laughs> I forgot about that. Did you ever consider? Okay, let's backtrack. What got you into welding? <laughs> have you ever welded in any of your your space trips? Yeah, since you have that that skill set. That's a great question. I once transported, not only through time, but to a colony that humanity had established on the moon. Wow. I find often that when I time skip, it is when there is a person in need. There was a rupture in the hull of the spaceship that was being constructed, and I was able to utilize my 50 years of welding experience 
to seal the crack and save everybody inside. Wow. That was all worth it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah that sounds like it's uh, it sounded like a great use of your powers. What kind of welding do you do? I weld all sorts of things. But wait a minute, hold on. Let me let me think about this now actually. <laughs> so if you how is that not a par- creating a paradox? Like if you are fixing something that was inevitably going to happen, are you a part of that timeline that always makes that happen? That is another interesting question, Michael. And what you are describing is the theory of bootstrap paradoxes. I actually have done some research on the topic. Okay. When I have an impact on an event in the future or the past, I must continuously return to that moment and perform the same function that I performed previously so that it always exists in that timeline. So effectively, you have to always continue to make it so your father never existed. Correct. It is very difficult for me. So do you have a memory of your father? Or is was that erased? I do. Oh. Interesting. He was a very tan man. Was it because of the microwaves? My father, yes, was also a big fan of microwave cooking. You've had a couple of tan men in your life. That's true. (laughs) That's why Dave, the landlord, and I got along so well. We also used to play cards. Wow. What kind of... What what game? Ah! I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So what kind of cards do you play? (laughs) Uh, Well, nowadays I primarily play solitaire due to my current circumstances but I used to be a big fan <laughs> of blackjack and poker. Oh, man. Oh, nice. Have you ever used your powers to, like, kind of uh, try to get rich? Like, you know, like, go back and, like, put money on, like, uh, like a, a sports team that, uh, that, you know, ends up winning the Super Bowl or something like that? I have, and it seems that fate has a cruel sense of humor. Whenever I try to positively impact my own life it becomes somewhat of a monkey paw situation. Yeah. And it always backfires on me. Like a classic sitcom. There is an existing timeline where I am very wealthy currently, but I get pooped on by birds constantly. Why? I don't know. (laughs) That's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Why don't you get like an umbrella hat? That is a very good idea, Michael. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That version of myself might take you up on that. So where uh, where did you just go just now a minute ago while we were trying to talk about card games? In the year 2081, humanity has moved all of its population under seas. Uh-huh. I was spending time in a biological marine research base. We've been going to the future a lot today. Yeah. I have. It's funny. It's kind of like the weather. Some days it's the future. Some days it's the past. You see, there's no, there's no AccuWeather app to check that, though. There's no way to forecast it. <laughs> there's no weather.gov for no. that. Unfortunately, yeah. no. <laughs> the future forecast. You know? yeah. So you have no way of controlling this at all? None whatsoever. Have you tried? What methods would you suggest for I becoming... Have an, I have an idea. Oh. Maybe I'd love like, to hear it. Maybe try welding inside of a microwave. 
like like an arc weld, you know, like the one that uses like a, a electronite. It's like a, I know a little bit of welding, you know, like so like you spark it, you know what I'm talking about? Not the gas or the plasma cutting, but the actual arc welding where you lose electricity. You're a very intelligent young man, and I like your theory. Do you also consider maybe like set using all your microwaves and setting them to like a certain time and then like hitting start? Maybe that'll like allow well, you to like travel. You you need to have to have a lot of people to help though. Yes. What concerns me most is that perhaps I was always meant to become unstuck from the fabrics of time. Yeah. Well, I mean that would make sense. I have not quite figured out the purpose of my journey yet, but I think that I have an interesting road ahead of me. Yeah. Culture, do you have any questions for uh, for Barry here? Man, I'm just so amazed at at this guy man i mean i don't have any questions i don't think man. he's a, he's he's you covered it's a, a lot yeah, of it. it's a pleasure meeting you like like i mean just i guess as a musician i would like to know like is there any sort of way i can give you something to time travel with and oh, then networking people in the future are <laughs> like no like oh there's this guy that's gonna happen name culture Unfortunately, every time I jump through time, all physical objects leave me. Well, how'd you bring your turtle back into the past then? To Mildred's. Mildred Whoa. was an anomaly because of the power of childhood memories and love. <laughs> okay. And the bootstrap paradox. Yeah. That's yeah, correct. Right. Um, um, typically, when I arrive in a new timeline, I am completely <laughs> nude. <laughs> oh, no. However, I can take ideas with me, and the next time I travel through time, I will definitely tell people to check out culture online, given that our internet infrastructure as it exists today still exists during that time period. Or had already exists. Correct. Or, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they find it. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blake, any last questions for, uh, for Barry here? Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, best of luck, man, you know, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm just amazed and I'm just really prepared at any moment that he's, you know, you're going to just go to another place, you know, um, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, just keep your head up, man, you know, just take the, make the best out of it, you know, take it as just like a free trip. Yeah. Thank you very much. And if you don't figure it out, you know, to get it fixed or whatnot, you know, but. Do you want to get fixed? Do you want to get, do you want this to end at some point? Perhaps once I find my purpose in life, but right now I enjoy helping others in the various time periods that I travel Good. to. You're kind of like a naked Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a very interesting way of putting it. And yeah. I appreciate the compliment. More like a naked Doctor is, you know. <laughs> Guess we do know his name. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I wish you the best of luck on your journey, young man. Thank Culture, you. I wish you the best of luck in your artist career. Thank you. Really. And Michael, thank you for having me on your ah! <laughs> I'm back podcast. Oh my god, I went with you. <laughs> oh. I went with you that time. That was the first time that another person jumped with me through time. That was crazy do you have a metal fork in your pocket i will have a metal fork up my ass <laughs> whoa dude this could be very bad for both of us oh no uh -oh. well blake bill just coming blake thank you so much uh for all your years of service 
uh, it's gonna not be the same show without you. Let's get to. Can I do the mic drop? <laughs> mic drop. Uh, yeah. Don't drop my mic. Okay, please. <laughs> you can drop. We'll turn your boom mic down, and then you can drop that. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and uh, Barry, thank you so much for for joining us. Thanks for taking me through that uh, journey. We just spent uh, we just spent two months in. Uh, uh, London, uh, tracking down the uh, Jack the Ripper. It was very interesting. We found him. Now that we caught Jack the Ripper, we'll have to take a look at how time has changed here in... What year is it? I don't remember. 2019. That's right. Sometimes my memory is a little foggy yeah, when I, I come back. Yeah, I forgot, too. I forgot, too. You gotta have a 2020 hey, vision. Yeah, 20, yeah. And then you have a... Get any oh, get no. 2020 jokes? <laughs> No, you know, 2020 right. jokes, right? Oh no, I didn't like this. Let's go back. <laughs> and culture, uh, what is? Where can people find more from you? Um, well, you can follow me around on socials at uh, I'm Culture, the letter I, the letter M, K U L T U R E. Um, you can find like music there. You can find shows there. Maybe some visual things there. Yeah, and then, you know, we can connect. Heck yeah. And what's this last song that you'll be showing us called? Yeah, last song. So this is also um, some time away before I release it. But this is called Gotta Move, produced by, you guessed it, Incredible Beats. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, actually probably my favorite song out of all of the new shit we've been doing. But this will be on Unfamiliar as well. Um, it's called Gotta Move. It's just like really feel good and yeah the progression is coming out so look out for that awesome uh so we will be back next week uh with the band of house uh and also guys uh while i have you uh make sure to go uh, we have a live podcast coming up on october 17th uh at uh, as part of uh, thursday night live uh and that's at 6 p.m so come on down to see uh, the Mug of the Pre-Variety Hour live uh, for our first live show if, uh, since the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival back in, uh, I think, was that in May? I think that was in May. Yeah, around that time. Uh, so, yeah, come check it out, guys. We will be back next week with more fun. Here is Culture with Gotta Move. Are you recording this? Uh. Baby, baby, blow my phone up. Tell me that I'm acting grown up. Tell me that I'm in my bag now. Hey, you know I never back down. I back down in the post with it. Strap down, yeah, I'm holding it. Back crowds, yeah, I'm close to it. That's facts now, yeah, I know it. Baby, baby, blow my phone up. Tell me that I'm acting grown up. Tell me that I'm in my bag now. Hey, you know I never back down. I back down in the post with it. I'm strapped down, yeah, I'm holding it. The pack crowds, yeah, I'm close to it. That's facts now, yeah, I know it is. Gotta move, gotta move. 
What I'm trying to do, I won't bring it up. I'm kind of cool, but I'm heating up. I keep shit to myself, I'm a heathen, but I'm going to relieve them. They said that they better. I don't believe them. They didn't get the memo. They missed the meeting. Who beating us? Look, come at me if you tweeting us. So currently, uh, if you niggas never heard of me, wait. That shit really is absurd to me because I've been dropping content as a courtesy. Certainly, I've been searching for my purpose. My girl been searching through purses, trying to find a little certainty. And I'm out of woods, it's an emergency. Let me head to the stove, let me hurry, I hop in the whip I'm in the back, trying hard not to react Tell me to chill and relax, I'm afraid that they're gonna relapse I'm in the photo, focus with the doors, open that for showing I'm not holding back, I took a lap, they took a nap When we get bored, we just put it back, we just put it back Tell them again, I'm trying to win today I don't pretend, I'm jumping in today yeah, tell the homie sitting at the coney, nigga, I've been lonely, now I'm feeling grown. Doctor diagnosed me with a case of, mm, now nah, I got the gold squeezing in my bones. Tell him again, I'm trying to win today. I don't pretend, I'm jumping in today. Yeah, tell the homie sitting at the coney, nigga, I've been lonely, now I'm feeling grown. Doctor diagnosed me with a case of, mm, now nah, I got the gold squeezing in my bones. Running from you. Michael Brave Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey there, my name is Seth Ressler. Hi everyone, it's Becky Scarcello. I am new to the Detroit area. And I've been here my whole life. So we started a podcast together. It's called The D. 
brief. Detroit's arts and entertainment podcast. We cover concerts, comedy, plays, food, drink, all kinds of stuff. All the cool events around town, things to do, and the people that are doing them. Can we talk about some of the people we've had as guests on this podcast? Hey, this is Mark Kurliancic, the restaurant critic for the Detroit Free Press. Hi, I'm Ian DeLisi, and I host Essential Music on 1019 WDET. Hi, this is Mark Ridley of Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Hey, this is Kate Williams, executive chef of Lady of the House. Hey, this is Mel Town from WRAF in Detroit. This is Josh Mallerman, author of Bird Box. This is Carmen Harlan, curator of film at the Detroit Institute of Arts. President and founder of Valentine Distilling Company. The general manager of innovation experiences for the Henry Ford. Arts and entertainment editor at the Detroit Free Press. The Michigan Science Center. Arts Beats and Detroit Detroit Public Theater. Detroit Shakespeare in Detroit. If you like going out in the city of Detroit, you're going to like this podcast. The Debrief Podcast. We like to say Detroit's moving. Keep up. The Debrief. Your guide to Detroit's arts and entertainment scene.